welcome to another episode of the Sensational Kids Show. This is going to be a very quick little um, episode because it is just going to go through some of the things that really annoy me. I don't know, do you call them bugbears? They just, they really, really annoy me when I hear them or when I see it happening. So, in first place, or maybe I should go the other way. Okay, let's go. In fifth place, number five, we're going to work up. Number five is when I see parents, teachers, carers say to a child, okay, we're going to do five of these X or whatever. And the child goes, okay, I'm going to do five of what you've asked me to do. And they get through five And the teacher then goes, oh, that was great. Can you do one more? Just one more? Well, come on. You've said five. They have set their minds for five. They have psyched themselves up to do five of whatever it is. And quite often it's something that they really struggle with. So how about we just keep their trust and say, amazing, high five. You did five. Look at how awesome you are. Yeah, okay, so number four. So this is more for um, people with kids who are picky eaters, fussy eaters. When you hear other parents say, he'll eat when he's hungry. Mm, Actually, no. If you have a child with real restrictive eating and significant issues around texture, smells or tastes, they can happily go for a day, even more, without eating if you are going to, in essence, force them to eat something that they're not comfortable eating. So no, he won't eat when he's hungry. He'll eat when he's happy and comfortable. Okay, in third place... And I heard this a lot when my kids were younger. Just make him do it. And in fact, I heard this in a tribunal recently where it was said, what if we just push him, just force him to do it? Well, it, I can't even begin to explain on how many levels this makes my blood boil. It is just wrong. You can't force anyone to do anything. And, you know, I remember this from work, actually. My very first manager said to me, because I went to her and I said, oh, she makes me feel like, you know, I'm rubbish. And she said, well, no one can make you do anything unless they're holding a gun to your head. Well, we can't make our kids do things. And sadly, I tried for a long time. I made my kids go to football club or I made them go to various groups because I thought it's what they had to do and what was expected of me and expected of them. And actually, it was traumatic. It was traumatic for them. It was traumatic for me and just absolutely unnecessary. So yeah, don't make anyone do anything. Here we have in second place is the phrase, look at me when I'm talking to you. Well, 
this is um, this is annoying on so many levels. Because personally, if someone's making eye contact with me, because of, of my ADHD, I will be looking at them and I'll be thinking, oh, your right eyebrow is slightly lower than your left eyebrow. Oh my gosh, I think you had a mole there the other time. Is that gone? Have you used concealer today? Oh, oh, you've got a bit of something stuck in your teeth. Shall I tell you? Shall I not tell you? I am not going to listen to a word that you're saying to me. And when you have a child who needs to process, but they actually find visual input so overwhelming, they can't look at you. You know, they need to look away or do something else if you want them to hear you, if you want them to listen to you and to take in what you're saying. If you then force that child to look at you or say, look at me, or set a target of, um, Johnny will look at the adults when they are talking to him. Well, actually, Johnny's going to be looking at the adults. He's going to be looking at their facial features. He's going to be feeling overwhelmed at all the visual stimuli coming from the creases and the frowns. Um, and he's not actually going to take in anything that you're saying. So can we stop, stop, stop saying, look at me. Okay, and then in my number one position, and this is probably because it's something I hugely struggle with, it is the concept of sitting still. So I have heard this so many times. He won't sit still. He just won't sit still. Sit on your bottoms. Sit still. I'm trying to speak. Sit still. Well, actually, adults, sitting still is one of the hardest things you can actually do. If I were to say to all of you right now, whatever you're doing, sit still, that means don't move. And I can guarantee you that immediately you want to move. You want to scratch your head. You want to scratch your nose. But actually, how many of us actually just sit still? You know, I, I jiggle my leg. I always have a spinning chair. So I twist around. I um, tap on the table. I move in my seat. And that is how I am regulating and staying alert. That is how I am making it through the four-hour meeting over something ridiculous on a sunny afternoon. I am regulating and keeping myself alert by jiggling, by moving. And when we ask our kids to sit still, well, actually, they can't. It's just, it is so hard. And we need to move away from the idea that a child who is looking at you and paying attention and not moving is a child who's actually listening. I am all for kids who fidget. I'm all for kids who move to focus. And I know from experience of my own kids and just hundreds of kids in schools that that child might look like they're absolutely not paying attention to you, that they are looking somewhere else, they're tapping their pencil, they're moving about in their chair. But you then say to them, okay, so what was the outcome of X, Y, and Z of a certain story or whatever you were telling them? That child will put his hand up and he will be able to answer you perfectly. Okay, so do not mistake movement for not listening or not paying attention. Okay, those are five 
of my many, many bugbears. See you soon. Bye.